Greetings, this is Richard, your announcer. Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. Year 4 brings us again to our focus on growing biblical, dynamic, sincere, soul-satisfying prayer life. True communion with God, our Savior, is the essence of eternal life. Community is developed through consistent interaction with each other. Join Fred then as we explore our interaction with Holy God through the Bible and prayer. And now, as always, here's your host, Fred. Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast. Year four once again, and I am still Fred, and I am still the host. And by the mercies of God, I am thankful and excited and joyful for three things that I want to tell you about, just as a way of introduction. First, the weather. It's warmer. I hate winter. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that before, but I do. Number two is it's 2022, and I'm not sure why I'm excited that 2021 is over, but I am. Again, not sure why. And the last one is I have wrestled with the last few weeks that passage in Matthew 7, 7 through 12 by John MacArthur, the thought that the main interpretation of that passage is that verses, especially verses 7 through 11, actually it goes back to verse 1, but all those verses are an illustration of verse 12. And again, verse 12 says, Therefore, however you want people to treat you, so treat them, for this is the law and the prophets. Now, what I was going to do today is look at that passage and John MacArthur's interpretation of that, and we will go over, we're going to do one more episode on this, and we will go over Again, we will review what we've talked about before. And in that passage, I will tell you why I've landed on the thought that I think the central interpretation of that passage is prayer and salvation that we talked about before. And even this illustration that we're going to talk about today, that they are applications of that central passage. So we'll discuss that next time. But this time, as I was going through, I could not help myself. I love, if this, I would love this to be true, that the central teaching was that this prayer passage was an illustration of verse 12, how we should be praying and treating others. I don't think I can come down fully on that. We'll talk about that. But as I was praying that, and the reason that it is so powerful that that it is an application, this passage is an application of treating others the way we want to be treated, that that's where I want to land on today. Matthew 7, 7, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it shall be opened. Or what man is there among you when his son shall ask him for a loaf? will give him a stone. Or if he shall ask for a fish? He will not give him a snake, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father who is in heaven give you what is good, or give what is good to those who ask him? Therefore, however you want people to treat you, so treat them. 
like I said, we will look at that next time as far as whether it's the central interpretation or not. But as an application, this is incredible. In the day we live in, and this was, is why I changed the direction of this episode today, in the day we live in, this is an incredible passage. We all know and we all have faced, in the last two years especially, devastating circumstances. More people that I know and love intimately have died this year more than any other year in my life. Sickness, sorrow, sadness, fear have been part of our lives for two years in a way they hadn't been before. And so we need to think about how we have prayed in this last two years. Am I going to get sick? Is my time up? I believe all that's in God's will as we have talked about before. How am I going to pay my bills not being able to go to work? What's going to happen to my job? Will my baby be healthy? Will my kids get educated? And we know when we get down on our knees and pray for ourselves, the passion and the concern that we say those prayers, that we talk to God. And when we're looking at this passage, even if it's not the central interpretation, it is a wonderful, powerful, profound application. Once again, verse 12. Therefore, however you want people to treat you, so treat them, for this is the law and the prophets, and you know how you have prayed for yourself these last two years in the midst of everything that's gone on. And I don't even remember who it is now. Oh, no, I do remember who it is now. It's, it's a person that has been irritating me for the last year by his self-righteous, uneducated stance on many issues, his hypocritical stance on many issues. As far as I know, he's not a believer. And when he got COVID, I have to confess, my first thought was, maybe he won't survive. But when we look at this passage and when we apply praying for others the way we would want them to pray for us, I repented quickly. I have to tell you, I repented quickly, but I am ashamed that I thought it at all. And when we look at the world and we see our culture, my culture now, which I never saw in this light before, and I see really quickly in my culture, haters of God, slanderers, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedience to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful, knowing what evil is and accepting it and giving, as the Bible says, hearty approval to those who do the same things. When I see that, it breaks my heart that it took me this long to recognize they are dead in their trespasses and sins, just as we were. And we know, we know from our souls that God's mercy and grace is completely outside our merit. And God wants us to recognize our lostness, our unworthiness before Christ and the joy and the peace and the contentment and the hope that we have in Christ Jesus right now and the lack of fear. We don't fear death. We don't fear the timing of death. And God wants us to get on our knees and to ask and to seek and to knock with the same fervor and compassion 
for others that we have received ourselves or that we pray for ourselves. We are in a unique time, at least in my lifetime, where therefore, however you want people to treat you, so treat them, for this is the law and the prophets, and especially in our prayers, is the most countercultural thing going on in the world right now, and it's a platform for our witness. By powerful actions of kindness and prayer, in the power of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, our kindness and prayer for our enemies can have a devastating impact on the world's system and the unsaved in it. The true church, you and I, have the greatest opportunity in my lifetime and maybe in my cultures since the manifest destiny of our country. We have the greatest opportunity to be, as I said, radically different than the world around us. We need to be on our knees taking that opportunity to be the lights in the world that we are supposed to be. When our Savior was here and he went alone to pray, what do you think he prayed for? I think he prayed, he asked, he sought, and he knocked for the power to sacrifice for our sins, for the people who are called to come to Christ that he was praying for the salvation of his creation when he went alone and he was weeping and he bled the night before the cross because that's why he came. And the people around us who don't know Christ, I don't care how they act, they are hurting, they are confused, they are angry, and they are fearful. And they're afraid of dying. And they're confronted right now with dying as they have never seen before. And we, my brothers and sisters, because of God's grace, have the answers. We have been given in our forgiveness and in the power of God. We have been given so much more than we could ever pay back. And it's not because we are better or nicer or more holy or more deserving than the lost around us. It's because of God's grace and his mercies have given us that eternal life and the sheer residue of human compassion for our fellow creation should lead us, of all people, to be on our knees praying this verse. We would pray for others the way we would want them to pray for us. When you were unsaved, how many people prayed for you? And I'm really sorry to be heavy-handed. That was probably not appropriate, but maybe it was. People prayed for you before you got saved. I can guarantee it. Remember what it was like before the grace of God. O Lord, help us to be driven to our knees, praying for others the way we would have them pray for us. Holy God, we don't understand everything, but we know what it's like to be lost and fearful and sinful and even loving our sin, Lord Jesus, not understanding that we were making things that were evil good and making things that were good evil. Thank you that you forgave us. Thank you that you accept our repentance day by day. Thank you that you accepted my repentance when I prayed for the death of somebody I considered an enemy. But thank you for helping me pray for his salvation on a continual basis. Lord, we love you. Open our eyes to see that he who is with us is greater than he who is against us. And help us to pray with compassion, with the love of God, 
for the lost around us as we would want them to pray for us, or indeed as we know other people prayed for us. Glory to God in the highest. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be those lights and help us to see revival and salvation in this time of fear. Thank you that you have overcome death. We commit ourselves to you, holy God, in sincerity, in tears, and in sorrow. Make us pray for the good of everyone around us. We pray this and we commit it to you, our Savior, who saved us and are now our example. In your precious name, Jesus, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, show us salvation this year. We pray it on our faces. Amen.